please consider supporting the Wednesday blog by going to patreon.com slash s-t-h-o-s-d-k-n-e. Thanks. Welcome back to the Wednesday blog with me, Sean Kane. It's Wednesday, 16 August 2023. This week on the Wednesday blog, I've decided to write about some of the advice I've been thinking about as I prepare to teach an entirely new age range in this new school year. Some of my friends will talk about their favorite stories or even verses from the Bible. I never really have a favorite. The Song of Songs often comes to mind for the lyrical beauty of the verse, or there's the Exodus story that captured my imagination as a child, aided by the powerful 1998 animated film, The Prince of Egypt. At one point, I joked it was the final line in the book of Revelation, merely for it just being at the very end of Scripture. A decade ago, in my New Testament Greek class at Rockhurst, I wrote an essay on the original Koine Greek text from Luke's Gospel, where Jesus tells the people that the greatest commandment is to, quote, "...love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself." Quoting here from the English translation that I grew up with, the New American Bible, approved by the U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops. These days, my own vision of my faith tends to reflect that same line from Luke's Gospel. Yet, just as often, I keep returning to a story of the prophet Elijah waiting on the slopes of Mount Horeb to hear a message of divine inspiration. In succession, he feels a, quote, strong, rushing wind, followed by an earthquake, and then a roaring fire. After all of these, Elijah heard, quote, a tiny whispering sound, which he recognized as God's presence. In all the cacophony of our world and the proclamations of truth with such clamor that the voice grows hoarse and the ears ache, we often forget the simple beauty of just sitting and listening to nature to ourselves, and to each other. In my own experiences, one of the great messages I have felt has been, listen, uttered in an exclamatory yet soft voice. Nothing more than that, just listen. It's something that I try to do better today than I have in the past. And going into this new job teaching 10 to 14-year-olds history and geography at one of the local Catholic schools, I'm reminded more and more of the need to not only impart what I know about my subjects to my students, but to cherish them and demonstrate my care for them and their needs by listening to them and paying attention to what they need to succeed in my classroom. They will not grow as people if they aren't given that attention and care by the people responsible for helping them along their way to adulthood. I don't remember as much as I'd like from my own middle school years. 
I've been trying to dredge up more of those memories as my work shifts from my home office to my classroom to better judge my own actions and decisions based on what I, I loved that my middle school teachers did and on those things that I wish they'd have done better. In my university teaching, I've endeavored to speak to each student in their own way, to reach them personally and ensure that they are thriving in my classes. My own university memories are far fresher and continue to be written, in fact, which makes that adaptation of the lessons I, that I was taught far easier. Here, though, it's been nearly 20 years since I started middle school. And so these students who I am now meeting have far less in common with me than I do with my, ten, with my 18 to 22-year-old university students. In my life to date, I have often had to adjust my speech and style to be understood by the people around me. These have gone for more drastic shifts like speaking an entirely different language when I'm traveling to more subtle changes in adopting the words being used for one thing or another by the people I'm speaking with. I'm quite conscious of my own speech, and thanks, uh, thanks in large part to my fascination with language and all its intricacies. One thing that still troubles me in English, my first language, is reading strings of letters aloud using the letter names rather than just pronouncing words. This is especially troublesome when I have to read my email address to someone over the phone. 99% of the time, the person on the other end of the line misses half of the letters in my email address, leading me to prefer to use the NATO phonetic alphabet in this instance. Yet, for some people, that doesn't help in the slightest. Using the same vowel sound in the names of most of our letters, the E, as I would write it phonetically, double E in English, just doesn't help. For one thing, we use that letter E, yet when that letter is spoken in a regular word, it is rarely pronounced. E. Rather, it's more of an A or an uh. So, as much as I try to ease communication with the people around me, I feel let down by the very language I speak. In a more general fashion, though, we tend to not fully listen to each other for all the things each of us have to think and worry about on a given day. I get it, too. I've got three jobs right now, and a dissertation near finished. Yet, I know how wonderful it feels when the people around me listen to me. So, why would I not want to extend this, that same joy to the people who I am with on a daily basis? One of my favorite aspects of that film, The Prince of Egypt, is that when Moses hears God's voice in the burning bush, the voice he hears is a variation on his own voice played by the actor Val Kilmer. We ought to listen to one another because that gives us enough pause to listen in general. There's so much out there for us to hear. And I dearly hope that we can grow as a species out of what Carl Sagan called our adolescence as humans and actually listen to one another for a change and see what each of us have to say and have to think about the world around us. Because then, maybe at that point, we can see past our differences, and we can see past the problems that have led us to cataclysms in the past, and that lead us now into future cataclysms that we, we could avoid. 
very possibly won't because we are too stubborn to stop and listen to one another. So there you go. The Wednesday blog is breaking the mold here. I am going off script, if you can't tell, and just talking to you. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, This has been going now for, I believe, 129 weeks. I've been writing this every Wednesday. Um, A little bit less that I've been recording it. Um, I think it was 38 weeks that I was writing it before I started to record the Wednesday blog. So, I invite you to just go outside. Find a street corner, find a cafe, and just sit there and listen to the people and the birds and the dogs and the cats and the sirens. Just listen. The Wednesday Blog is written, read, and produced by me, Sean Kane, and I also came up with the theme music. You can learn more about my work by going to linktree slash Kane. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash S-T-H-O-S-D-K-N-E. There you'll learn more about my website and my blog. Thanks. Thanks as always to my regular listeners, including monthly supporters, Elizabeth Duke, John Lundy, and Alex Brisson. You can join them by uh, going to patreon.com slash S-T-H-O-S-D-K-A-N-E. That's patreon.com slash S-T-H-O-S-D-K-A-N-E. Thanks for listening. This podcast is distributed by Spotify. Learn more at podcasters.spotify.com.